Welcome to the Brave Enough Podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back, or enjoy your drive, and let's get authentic, real, and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In Season 2, Episode 16, Sasha talks about the keys to setting healthy boundaries. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Hey, welcome to the Brave Enough Show. It's Dr. Sasha Shilkut, your host. I'm so excited you're with me today. I'm going to be talking about a really important topic that I think is the key to a healthy life, whether it's your mental health, your physical health, your relationship health. All of those things really stem from this one issue, and that is the ability to be an agent for yourself and set healthy boundaries. So I'm going to be talking about that in today's episode. And I'm really excited about it because I'm super passionate about a topic. You know, you always learn things that you need, and this is definitely something I've needed to learn. First, I want to encourage you, if something today that you listen to, you go, oh my goodness, I need more of this. I need boundaries. I don't know how to say no. I say no, and then I feel bad, so I change my mind, or I let other people's expectations manipulate my own self-priorities. If any of that speaks to you, or if you're just burned out and you're like, I need to quit some stuff because I'm about to quit on everything, I want to encourage you to join my masterclass. My masterclass is a coaching intensive that I take about 20 women through every spring, and it starts March 8th, and the cool thing about it is it's all on online. It's with like-minded women similarly going through things that you are, and it can be done and do your current life. So it's not like this huge burden that you're going to sign up and you're going to fail to follow through with. No, I'm going to help you get through it. I would say the time commitment, because this is the number one question I'm asked, is about one hour a week. And that is 30 minutes of you listening to a lecture that you can put on your phone or you can put on your iPad or you can listen to when you're walking or when you're commuting. And then about 30 minutes of what I call intensive life work. And this is life-saving work where you go through the curriculum. And then about once a week, we have a live event on the weekend. And if you can't get on, that's totally fine. It's about 30 minutes long. You can watch it later. So I really want to invite you to join my masterclass. If you're hesitant, reach out to me. I'd love to talk more with you about it offline. And I can answer some of your more specific questions. I can tell you that people that go through this class have changed their life. I promise you. They've learned how to set boundaries. They've learned how to say no. And they've learned how to open up space in their week for things that matter most to them, like their own health and well-being and time with their family. So let's get into today's class. I'm super excited. You know, one of I realized why I love doing a podcast, even though I'm just talking to myself in my office, trying not to look at the mess that is my office. (laughs) And the reason I love it is because I love to teach. And at my really core, I think I'm a teacher. And it's funny because someone was recently asking me if I was an empath and we were on the Brave Enough Retreat, which I just recently led in Florida, which was an amazing experience. And someone was saying, well, you have to be an empath because you care so much about other people. And I said, actually, I've taken multiple personality tests and I am not an empath. But what I am is I'm a challenger and I am a protector. Those are really strong um 
characteristics that I live and value. And so because of that, I feel responsible for people. And and I think that's why I love to teach because when I see people struggling, I feel responsible to help them. And that is one of my biggest gifts. And it's also one of my biggest weaknesses because I can overextend myself. And so while I love to teach and I love to get up and speak and I love to do one-on-one classes and I love to coach women, I also have had to learn how to set boundaries around that because I tend to feel responsible for everyone. I want to help everyone. When I hear of a woman who struggling, when she emails me, when I hear of someone who's being mistreated in the workplace, I, it rallies me and I feel suddenly a responsibility to help that person. So I've had to learn how to take my own strengths and put them into a very boundaried life. And so the first thing I want to do today is I want to talk about some myths and what it means to be your own agent. Myth one, When you act as your own agent, you are acting selfishly. Let's bust up that myth because I think this is something that makes us feel the most uncomfortable. So I put it at the top. Oftentimes, when you are asked to do things, the reason you're asked to do it is because you are a follow through person. You are a person who walks and lives by her commitments. And this is very important that you understand this. The reason that people are asking you to do things and that you they are putting responsibilities on your plate and you are being overextended is because you are someone who shows up. So it's a compliment and it can become a burden because as we get this compliment of more and more responsibilities, as people put more and more on our plate, we tend to often think like, why is this person doing this to me? Why are they asking me to carry this burden? Why are they asking me to fulfill this responsibility? Why am I the only person that always gets asked to do this? You know why? Because you are a committed person who shows up. So first of all, step back from the the experience and from the frustration and from the feeling of overwhelm and recognize that the reason that you feel overwhelmed is because other people actually value you. When you reframe that statement, so this is just a neutral fact. So let's break it down. The neutral fact is you are overcommitted. You have no boundaries. People are asking you to do a million things. That's neutral. It doesn't mean that people don't value you or respect you. It actually means the opposite. Once I realized this, it was so freeing because I was like, gosh, you know, I am doing so many things and now I'm getting asked to do another thing. And this other person that I work with doesn't get asked to do half of the things that I'm expected to do. Here's the thing. Just because someone asks you to do something doesn't mean you have to say yes. So we often think because someone is, we're, we're like even mad at the ask. We don't even want someone to ask us because when they ask us to do something, we think we have to do it. And so we just want to avoid, oh gosh, I don't even want to open the email. Like how many times does this happen? You get an email to asking you to do something and you don't even want to read it. You see the, the subject line and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even want to open it. Can I just delete it? Maybe they'll think that I never, maybe I can just lie and say I never got the email because we are so avoidant of actually responding because we don't think we have a choice. You have a choice. So the first myth, when you act as your own agent, you're acting selfishly. What am I talking about when I say be your own agent? 
I want you to think about if you were to hire someone that would stand in the gap for you, that would take all the asks, a third party, and this person is your agent, okay? They are on team you. Their whole purpose, you pay this person just to protect your time, to protect your boundaries, to protect your calendar. And really what that means is to protect your mental and physical health so you can live your life priorities. So I want you to imagine this person. So every email doesn't come to you. Every phone call doesn't come to you. Every text, this person gets it. And they just act as your agent. And they say, oh no, sorry, Sasha can't do that. She's booked today. She's going to the gym. And then she's having lunch with her husband because she's off today. And then she's going to pick up her kids from school. So this person shuts that ass down and you don't even get the request versus you, you get the request. Okay. Can you stop and do this thing for me today? And you're like, well, I actually could cause I'm off. I'd planned on going to the gym and then having lunch with my husband and then picking up my kids from school, but technically I could do it. So I guess I should. And then you start getting angry. Why did they even ask me? Don't they know I'm on vacation? Don't they know this is my post-call day and I was working all late last night? Do you see? So Do you see the difference? I want you to think of yourself as that third party, because when you do, you start acting and thinking empowered. You have the ability to say no, and it doesn't make you selfish. And I'm going to teach you how having your own agent, being your own agent, when you think of yourself as the person empowered to protect your own boundaries, you are free. Personal freedom is what we all want, because what we really want in life is not balance, if you think about it. We want peace and we want freedom. We want independence. And when we start feeling like we are enslaved to everyone else's expectations and all of the things we've promised others and all of the things that we've said, yes, we feel like we're enslaved to them. But the truth is we're enslaved because we didn't act as our own agent and set boundaries. And I'm speaking from experience. I can tell you as my year goes on, I get more and more overwhelmed often because I have committed to things way in advance and then a big opportunity comes up and I have to say no to that opportunity because I've overcommitted myself to things that actually I don't really want to do, but I can do. So I say yes. So this is something that I have had to learn about myself that I'm actually not doing someone a favor. If I say yes to something months in advance, I stick with my commitment and I show up, but I'm actually exhausted. I'm burned out. I'm half the person I could be at this event. And I don't even really want to be there. I I've learned that that is not even fair or kind to that other person. So the second myth is when you are asked to do more, you have to say yes, actually no. And you don't have to be mad at the person that asked you, which is the third myth. So the third myth is if people respected me, they wouldn't ask me to do things. That's actually completely untrue. And once you stop and realize this, actually really help your relationship and how you see other people. So instead of avoiding the ask, oh, like, I don't even want to look at this person. Like how many times do you walk down the hallway and you're like, oh gosh, this person's going to ask me to do something. I don't even want to give them contact. <laughs> okay. This is me. I'm like, oh, I don't want to get in this conversation. I don't even want to talk to this person. Or you see who's calling you and you're like, they're going to ask me to do something. That feeling is just a feeling of avoidance. It's not going to go away. If you're okay to feel like, you know what, let's, let's change this thought complex here. They're asking me to do something. They're actually asking me because they see me as dependable and they see me as competent. 
My response to the ask is entirely up to me and independent of of my worth to this person. So they're going to ask me, I can say no, and I will still be worthy. Isn't that such a freeing thought? And also, if this person is someone that you like and that you respect, and this person respects and likes you, they're going to respect and like your boundaries, which means they're going to respect and like your no. And often it's us that feels the worst about it. It's not the other person. They're already moved on to asking the next person. They've already adjusted to finding the next person to do this job. And so think of, change your mind to think of this as a compliment that they're asking you, because oftentimes we just expect people to understand and know our boundaries. And this is the fourth myth. The fourth myth that we're busting today on this is that people should understand and know my boundaries. Actually, that is not true. And the reason that is not true is because your boundaries are specific to your life and your priorities. We expect people to know that, oh, why are you asking me in July? Don't you know I'm going on vacation then? Or don't you know that I recently set a commitment to myself to exercise these days at these times? Why are, you, why are they even asking me? Or don't they realize how exhausted I am that my kids have been sick? Why are they asking me to do this? And we project the frustration onto the other person instead of really just saying, you know what? I, how would this person even know that this is feeling uncomfortable to me? What really is uncomfortable when someone asks us to do something is our own fear of rejection. We don't want that person to think poorly of us and reject us. We want them to think perfectly of us, which is totally bananas because no one thinks that of anyone all the time. And so we're like, oh my gosh, I have to say yes. Oh my gosh, why did they, why did they um, ask me? I'm just upset. Don't they know my boundaries? What you're really doing is you're taking your own lack of ability to say no and not feel bad about it. And you're projecting it on the person who's asking you. So reframe that. First of all, it's a compliment that you're being asked because it means that you're somebody who shows up and you're dependable and you're an expert in whatever they're asking you to do. Say thank you. Thank you so much for asking me. Not I'm sorry. Because see, when you say I'm sorry I can't do something, then all of a sudden it's your fault and it makes you feel like, and you're speaking from a place of blame. But when you say thank you, you're speaking from a place of gratitude that they actually are asking you to be included in something or asking you to do a job because they think highly of you. That does not mean that the next words needs to say, yes, I would love to do that. Or I'm no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. It's thank you for asking me. It really means a lot that you see me and you respect me enough that you know that I could do this job because in fact, I could do this job. I'm, I am skilled to do this. Unfortunately, it does not work with my, my life goals this month or my goals this month or my personal or professional goals this month. It's in conflict with that. Do you see how different that statement is? So this is my go-to statement. I say that is in conflict with my goals this month or this year or my goals for November if they're asking you way in advance. And the reason for that, those conflicts may be, you know, for example, me, my sons play competitive soccer. And in the spring and the fall, I really try to limit certain times, there's certain weekends that I just 
I don't do any speaking that weekend because my sons are going to the state playoffs and I want to be there and it's important for me. So I don't say, I'm so sorry. I really feel bad. I can't do it. My son has a soccer game. I say, thank you so much for this opportunity. It is in conflict with my professional priorities that month. Very different statements. Both are because of my son's soccer games, because that is what brings me joy is watching my boys play soccer. So I say no, because it's in conflict with my professional boundaries. So this is not, I don't think I sound unkind. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm actually being really kind by saying no right away and setting that boundary. I'm being my own agent. I'm acting as my own agent and we must do that. And we must get really comfortable doing that. So why does this feel icky? Why do we avoid it? Why do we just say yes? I want you to really think about this. It, if it is easier in your life to say yes to something and be overwhelmed, overcommitted, underrested, overstretched, and unhealthy, if it's easier to say yes, which leads to all those things, than it is to say no for a moment and sit with those uncomfortable feelings of saying no to someone and the feeling that you're letting someone down and the feeling that you're disappointing someone, you are not living a balanced or emotionally intelligent, healthy life. And I'm trying not to be like really, like I know that maybe sounds kind of mean, but it's true. If you are more willing to sacrifice your own health than you are to sit with those uncomfortable feelings for a few moments or a day until it passes where you had to say no to somebody, you're not living healthy. Emotional intelligence is actually tied to people who can set boundaries. And I don't want to, I don't know about you, but I want to be an emotionally intelligent person. I want to be a person who understands my own limitations and my, and how overwhelmed and how stretched I am. And I want to also be a person that is brave enough to be like, you know what, this is going to be an uncomfortable. No, I'm going to let this person down for a few minutes. It's going to be a little uncomfortable because I'm going to have to tell them no, and I'm not going to feel great inside. I'm going to feel like, ugh. it's not, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to say no to people. But I'm willing to feel that because I know in the long run, it's actually what's going to lead to my personal and professional health. And I'm going to show up for the things that I can do and give 110% instead of spreading myself so thin that I'm giving 60% to all these people because I said yes, because I was afraid to sit with my own uncomfortable feelings for a hot moment. And Now I'm giving 60%. I'm not doing as good of a job at all these things. I'm pleasing everybody though. I'm showing up. I'm not feeling uncomfortable in my own personal emotional self, but I'm now I'm bitter because I'm tired. I'm angry. I'm worn out. I'm not there for my family. Do you see the pattern? So we have to get to the root of it, which the root of it is being brave enough to sit with your uncomfortable feelings and say no. Being brave enough to be your own agent. That's what this is. When you feel like you have the ability to be your own agent, you are empowered. And do you know what you do? You're being kind. I would say the most boundaried people in the world are literally the most kind. And the reason for that is because they are honest with themselves and others. Honesty is kindness. 
I want someone, if they don't want, if I ask someone to speak at my conference, this happens every year or to be involved in my conference. I love the Brave Enough Conference. It's in September. It is amazing. It is the most spectacular thing, honestly, I can say other than raising my four children that I do have ever done in my life is the Brave Enough Conference because I pull together amazing women and women find each other there. They find community and connection and they feel a sense of belonging. And when women feel like they belong, guess what? They heal. They're brave. They feel empowered. They set boundaries. They could negotiate for themselves. It's, it's amazing. They find friends. And so every year I ask, you know, it takes a village to put on the brave enough conference. I cannot do it by myself. And I have a team of amazing women that come together to do this. But every year I have people who I ask and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to do that. And then the year they don't realize that like the conference is actually a year long process. It's not just showing up for these three days. There's some people that are really good about showing up and putting on the glam for three days and looking like they really want to be there, but they haven't done any work all year. And what happens is I ask them and they're all excited and they're like, yes, yes, yes. And then they don't do the work. They just fall off the radar. They don't answer my emails. They don't show up. They don't turn in their PowerPoints. I have to reach out to them a million times. And I recognize it's not because they don't like me or because they don't want to be at the Brave Enough Conference. It's because they're totally overstretched. And they said they said yes to me instead of setting a boundary and saying, you know what, Sash, I totally support the Brave Enough Conference. I think it's amazing, but I can't do this job because you know what? There are hundreds of other women I could be asking to do that job. So what does this lead to? As a leader, it leads me to think, I really don't want to ask that person ever to do anything again. And now I'm in an awkward situation because this person said yes to me. And so do you see on the other flip side of it that when you act as your own agent and you say no, it actually protects your professional reputation and it's kind, it's kind to the person on the other end. I've been on the receiving end of people who say yes to me and then fail to commit or complete their commitment. And it's really uncomfortable for me. I wish they would have said no. I wish I could have given the opportunity to someone else. So I want to encourage you to sit with your feelings of uncomfortableness. It's okay. You will be okay. You will take a big sigh, a deep sigh of relief later. If any of this resonated with you today, first be encouraged because we all need to work on setting boundaries. Even me, I work on this all the time. This is something constantly I'm reading about. I'm studying. You know why? Because I haven't mastered it yet. So that's why I wanted to share it with you. I'm the same way. I want to please people. I really want to go give this talk because I love this person that asked me. I want to show up for them, but I know that I can't do it without being overcommitted. Ugh, it's a bad feeling for a moment. It passes because I'm saying no out of respect for myself and the person that's asking me. So take heart. Don't get discouraged if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so me. If you loved this and you want more, say you want to learn more, you want to actually go through a curriculum where I guide you to ask yourself about the boundaries with questions and information and a community, join the master class. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. It's investing in yourself. My mission in life is to convince women of the importance of investing in themselves and to give them permission to do so. I hear women all the time who say, I don't have time for that. And I think, how do you have time not to? How do you have time? If you don't have time to commit an hour a week to yourself, then you're too busy, sister. You're too busy. 
and you're going to burn out. And I really want you to prevent you from doing that because we need you. We need you, your creativity, your innovation, your energy. We need all of that in the workplace. So please come to becomebraveenough.com and click on get connected and find out more about my masterclass. It starts March 8th. I do not want to leave you behind. I would love to send you more information on it. So check it out. And I hope that you found today's podcast effective and energetic and encouraging to you. And as always, live brave. This has been an HSG production. 